Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. It's very interesting. Uh, we're, in, we're in a season now where, uh, and I believe in it, of the importance of wearing masks, uh, but that, that makes you and your identities not known. That's a pretty good thing sometimes, because sometimes uh, preachers preach to the faces of people. You know what I'm saying? And so they, you know, they got to see how you're looking. But now we get to preach to your spirit, minister to God, and I'm happy to do that. And so, again, we're going to go to the Lord. But, I, again, I first want to say bless the Lord for these dynamic leaders. Come on, can we bless the Lord for Bishop Riley and Pastor Carlene Riley. Love y'all so much. Let's look to the Lord. Let's pray. Our God, our Savior, our Lord, and our King. You are good. You are good. And Lord God, it is because of your goodness that we are able to stand and, and access your presence. You gave us, you welcomed us into your presence, Lord God, not because of our goodness. Because we know, Lord God, that if it wasn't for your love for us, we can't even love you. And so, Father, we've become so arrogant sometimes in our, in our holding back our bowels of mercies, Lord, and thinking that we are owed such a thing of love from you. But it wasn't because we did anything, God. It was because while we were yet sinners, you, Lord God, because of who you are, because of your love, you died for us. Yeah. I want to start on stay on that point this morning, God, because I want to make sure that we recognize and we know that it's not by anything that we've done. That is not, Lord God, by how talented we are. It's not by how charismatic we can be. It's not, Lord God, how many degrees we have. It's not how long we've been on the earth. Mm. It is your goodness. It is that same goodness, Lord God, that I want to pray and, and speak life today, Lord God, that we be drawn to repentance. For some reason, Lord God, we think, Lord God, that we have graduated from needing repentance sometimes. We thought sometimes we think, Lord God, that we've experienced so much in this life, Lord God, that we don't need to repent, that people need to repent to us. That people should change the way, the way they deal with us instead of us changing the way we deal with, with you and them. But I love, Lord God, the way you humble us in such a way, Lord God, that you don't take your spirit from us. But you certainly, Lord God, do a good job at putting us through tests and trials, Lord God, to prove what is in us. Today, Lord God, as you talk to us about your fire, as you talk to us about proving who you are in us, we want you to have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Some of you already sat down, but those who have not, you can sit down at this time. I can't tell you if I can truly know what's going to all come out of my mouth today. I can't tell you, and, I, and the, the uh, lady and uh, man of God did not give me a time limit today, uh, but I kind of been engaging kind of how we do things, and I have my phone, so uh, I'm not going to be long, but I do plan to be strong. Is that okay? And before I do that, do I want to give honor also to Apostle Shane Wall, who may be watching while getting ready to go uh, to our service. Bless uh, God uh, to you, Apostle, for even allowing me the opportunity to uh, come and minister to our friends. Our father's house. He said a place to find God. And so I was looking at that. I said a place to find God. But I looked at it again. And I said it's also a place where God finds you. Yes, yes, so I hope God finds you today. Yes, amen. I hope God finds you today. 
All right. So again, bless the Lord. My family, they are uh, on the way as well. Uh, we're going to talk today uh, from a topic that I'm going to call uh, fireproof. Okay. So it's not going to be traditional, but it's going to talk fireproof. Guys, I, some of us, some of it's going to come out of my uh, how I feel about what's going on in the earth. So I'm going to bring context a little bit to concept a little bit. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what's going on uh, around us. But before I talk about what's going on around us, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in you. We talk a lot about how you don't look like what you've been through. All right. So we're in a storm right now. We're in still in a pandemic. And a lot of times people will tell you and those that are watching, I, I love the fact that we're on social media um, because even though there might not be a lot of people in here, here's the thing about social media. Here's the thing about the way you all were able to be so wise in getting us on online. Here it is. You have people now that have become famous for being very dumb. They can sit in the comfort of their own home, lay on the back, lay on their bedside. No, don't even have to get dressed, don't even have to brush their teeth and could go famous from a 30 second clip of something that comes out of their mouth. Can we be real and say that there's a lot of power that can come out of this tongue right here? Some of y'all are educators, you know, some of y'all are, are teachers, you know the power of the tongue. You know how you can say one thing to a child that can either bless them for the rest of their life or curse them for the rest of their life. Y'all, the power of the tongue is wild. Why? This is called, this can be called a tongue of fire because this thing right here can set things on fire. So my life, God has called my life to be a life that speaks about speaking life, that talks about speaking life because I understand what this tongue can do. Why? I can't get, I still think about things that were said to me and about me when I was nine years old. So the tongue is powerful. And so I want that. I want you to be very intentional about what you say. I want you to be, I want you to know what you're saying. I want you to say what you mean and mean what you say, y'all. Because when I talk today, as we talk about fireproof, y'all, again, we're going to deal with what's been happening, y'all, what's been happening around us. So when I say fireproof, when I talk about the storm, I've, I've been a part of uh, and watched and been in Orangeburg for a while. And in Orangeburg, I've seen a lot of storms come in Orangeburg. I've seen a lot of, I've seen tor tornadoes. I've heard, I've seen the results of tornadoes, the results of uh, lightning and, and thunder and storm and rain. And one thing I notice, y'all, is that when I go outside, I always look at uh, what nature looks like after a storm. Right. And anytime you look at a storm, I always notice that nature, nature responds to a storm. Amen? Yeah. All right. Amen. Now you're a you're nature. You're a part of nature. But I notice that nature responds to a storm. I'll look outside and see a tree. And I'll notice that after the rain and the wind has hit that tree, uh, certain trees who once had leaves have a little bit of leaves left on them. I notice some trees that are bending. I notice some trees that may have fallen. I notice some trees that stood the test of that storm and don't change at all. What am I trying to say? It's okay for you to look like what you've been through. But it's not okay for what you have been through to change what's in you. I need you to know that, y'all. But I also want you to know that stop trying to be so serious about trying to not look like what you've been through more than you're serious about what's in you. See, we spend so much time trying to not look like we got, we got bad things going on. And so we spend more energy on looking the part than actually being the part. We spend more energy on not allowing God's fire to transform us. We spend more energy on trying to make sure that we don't look bad for people. And I want you to know that sometimes life can hit you in such a way that you're going to look exactly like what you've been through. It's going to happen. And I need the saints of God to be okay with not, with not trying to look like you ain't, you ain't going through nothing. Yeah, yeah. See, you can look like you're going through something and still walk by faith. 
but I want you to have, have this peace because for some reason we spend more of our time and our effort and our devotion on trying to make sure that we prove to people that we are who we say we are instead of spending more of our energy trying to prove that we are devoted to God. We belong to God. Why am I saying that? Because I want you to realize, and I want to bless the Lord for my family that's coming in. Thank you, Lord, for them. Because people are already looking at them, so I want to make sure that they know that I love you and I appreciate y'all. But not only do I say that some storms can change the way you look outwardly, but some storms can change the way you look, the way you see things. All right? I want us to go to 1 Peter 4, verses 12 through 14. I told you there are some trees, there are some storms that are going, there are some trees that's going to change. And there's some trees that's not. There's some things in nature that's going to change. But there's some things inside of you that should not change if you are who you are. Now, the only thing that should change are the things that should have never been there in the first place. When the storm comes, many times it's going to not only prove that you are who you are, it's also going to prove that you are not who you thought you were. What do I mean by that? Because sometimes when a tree has been going through this storm, sometimes that tree never lost its place at all. No matter how bad, no matter how tough it was, they never lost their place. But there's some storms that cause trees to be blown to a, another house. I'm like, you don't belong with that house. Tree, you don't belong on top of that house that just messed that house up. What am I saying? Sometimes we go through storms and we go through so many storms that we get so mad and so frustrated that we uproot ourselves, end up going somewhere else and mess something else up. Y'all don't hear me, but I hope y'all hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Because we're so tossed and driven. We're so going back and forth, to and fro. We can't go through nothing. I'm talking to the people of God. It's like, it's like Bishop, we can't go through. It's like God is like, I, I put something in you not to take something from you, but to put something and put stronger things in you to make you stronger so that when the next test comes, you can withstand that one. But not only that, so that you can have something to give to somebody else who don't know God for themselves. And the only way they can know God is if they see the way you go through something. But, but, but walking by faith is like an option now. Walking by faith is like no different than going through the, the CVS pharmacy and looking at what option do I want to take to make sure that I'm sane today. Like we look at going by, walking by faith like it's an option, like it's a, something I can choose or should not choose. Maybe I'll choose Christ today. Maybe I'll choose the bottle today. Maybe I'll choose Christ today. Maybe I'll choose gossip today. Maybe I'll choose Christ today. Maybe I'll choose Facebook today. I, I, might, I might go with what Bishop Riley said, or, or I might just go with my unsaved cousin and what they said. All right. All right. The fear of God? Well, that, why, why that? <laughs> why fear God anymore? Why treat God like he is actually someone that is watching us? I know why. Because now he ain't punishing us immediately anymore. He's not giving us this instant pat on the, you know, like when, you're, when your child does something when they were younger and you don't do that. See, God, doesn't, he's not doing it anymore. He's sending leaders to teach us and train us. And then he's watching us to see if we're going to do what we've been taught. Amen. Some stuff is not even about you. It's about seeing if you, if you actually believe what you clapped about. It, it, it was all an illusion. It wasn't even real. Some of the stuff we've gone through is just to show you, it's just to say, do they, do they really believe that song that they were singing? Are they really going to dance in his presence till he comes again? Are we really going to say king of glory? Are we really going to see him as the king of glory? Are we really going to see him as what we said we, we saw him? Or are we just going to church for formality? Y'all have been going to church for a long time. I don't have time to be going to church just to play around. 
I, I don't like we don't have time to waste. So like what like what so so I want you to like I'm a I'm a reflective uh, minister so sometimes I give you things to think about. So I want you to reconsider why you go to church. I want you to reconsider or reflect on or or recall back to why why am I here? Because sometimes we can just go with the flow so much that we go we put ourselves on autopilot. What's autopilot? Well, we just get up, go cruise cruise control like you're going down the interstate. You know, I, I don't really have to use no effort now because we're going to be on 70 for quite some time. So I'm going to just set this thing on cruise control and I'm just going to ride this thing out. Never mind the fact that something might change where I need to change my speed. Now I'm going to just ride this thing out. What's the danger of riding this thing out? When you have to change speed and you don't, you could kill yourself and somebody else. We don't know how to adjust men and women to God. Like we want to allow the Lord to lead us and guide us. No, we are led now and guided by how I feel what it looks like, what it sounds like, and how we perceive things to be or how we want things to be. But leading, being led by spirit, see, being filled with the Holy Spirit, y'all, it used to mean, now I'm glad I'm talking to the people out there as well because I want you to hear me. Being filled by the Holy Spirit used to mean something. Like being filled with the Spirit, it used to have some weight to it. When you were filled with the Spirit, it, it, it meant that you were almost God incarnate. <laughs> I ain't calling you God, I'm just saying. When you're filled with the Spirit, it almost felt like God is actually in the room. Like, that used to have some weight. Like, when men and women of God, like, were spent time with God, like, it used to mean that when you go into a building now, people get to experience his presence simply because you were in his presence. Like, it used to have some weight. Being a saint of God, whoo Boy, it used to be, it used to be something now. Now, being a saint of God, I hope y'all hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Now, being a saint of God is like, if you would ever be so kind as to receive me as in, in, in this place, and I know that you don't, y'all don't believe like I believe, but if you would just allow me a little bit of a, you know, time to go in and, and do what I do, you know, like, what am I saying, like you talked about earlier about the shrinking spirit, where, where, where now as we say to God, we, we look like this because we think this humility, you know, oh no, no, I don't, no, I, put me in the back, put me, in, like, it's, 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 it's the spirit now where, where boldness, the Bible says we, we have boldness with the spirit. And see, false humility is when you walk around not knowing who you are. Uh -huh. and, and, so you, and so because of that, you dumb it down. Uh -huh. And you dumb it what God has put on the inside of you down. No, humility is knowing that it doesn't have nothing to do with you and all to do with him. So real humility is saying, it's not about me. Amen. So because it's not about me, they may see the spirit of God as evil spoken of. But to him, it is to his, his glory. I'm going to tell you now, when you are filled with the Spirit, they're going to say you arrogant. They're going to say you think you all that. They're going to say that it doesn't take all that. All right. What am I talking about? I'm talking about fireproof. I'm talking about proving that we are on fire for God. When are we going to get back to where we are on fire for God, to where when I go into a room, I can change the atmosphere not by even saying something, just by whispering to God, Lord, come. I ask my children all the time, I said, now when y'all go to school, because I know they're filled with the Spirit. I said, when you go into your building, as soon as you step into your school, I want you to say, life in here. Like, I want you to know that you have the power to say something to the atmosphere because of what's in you. See, we look on the outside of us and say, oh, I am but a child. Oh, I am but a this. Oh, I, oh, I don't have this title. Y'all, let's be real. We have people that are more influential than people with big titles. Y'all know that. We're talking about in the natural. Even in school buildings, like, you, just because you're the leader don't mean you're the most influential person in the building. Right. Sometimes the most influential person in the building is the custodian. Right. 
Sometimes the most influential person in the building is the person that's making the less salary. Because it ain't about who you are on the outside. It ain't about your money. It ain't about your cars, clothes. It ain't about anything that's external that can pass away. It's about what God is putting on the inside of you. It's about his spirit. It's about the fire of God on the inside of you. So I ask my children to go in there and you speak to that atmosphere in that room. Why? Because of who's in you. Right. Not because of your age. Okay, I'll bring it closer to home because I'm not sure if you're quite hearing what I'm saying. So my daughter, the day of the, uh, a school shooting, I'll put it like that. The day of a school shooting, my, my family, instead of uh, riding down the street listening to Ricky Smiley, Steve Harvey show, you know, instead of just going down the road, just idle, whatever, because they're filled with the spirit and they're going into a place, they're going to buildings who may not have, don't have training like they have, who may be engaged in things that could, could possibly negatively influence them. It's important for them to fellowship with God. Right. I love what we were talking about. I'm telling, I don't know what I'm going to say today. I told you that. I got notes and everything, but I don't, I don't, I don't quite know all I'm going to say today. Because as I look at my notes and I look at you, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me something that you got to hear. Right. So let me be me now. So my son, he's going, my daughter's going, we drive down, down the road, my wife's driving down the road. Instead of listening to Cardi B, you know, instead of listening to, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, you know, because see, it used to be a thing now where Saints of God didn't compromise. That, that used to be a thing too. Right, that's true. Yeah, people that's listening and watching, you know, being filled with the Holy Spirit used to mean you don't grieve him. It used to mean you don't allow anything in him that can make him think that you're not with him. Because being filled with the Spirit of God used to mean that you have the earnest of his spirit. What does that mean? You have a down payment on heaven. See, when you're filled with the Spirit of God, that's called his down payment. What does that mean? Well, right now, we are, we are away from home. Right now, we are away from home. See, right now, on this earth, we're not home. Uh, I'll say it one more time. See, saints of God, I'm, I'm talking to the saints right now. Unbelievers, become a saint and you can get this. But here's what I'm saying right now for the saints of God. Saints of God, we are not home. So because we're not home... And, and God wants us home, but he wants us here. He said, while my saints are here, I'm going to make it like heaven on earth. Okay, put, put lamest terms. I'm not going to send my daughter to a home filled with, uh, with parents who, who prostitute and who allow their children to do bad things and sell drugs. Because wherever my daughter goes, I want it to be as if she is home. Meaning, it's okay if she spends time with the Riley's house. Because I know that she's she going to go to a place that is like home. That is, when she, if she goes there, if she allows them to come and eat, if she does at some point, if they do get to have some dinner, if they do get to stay in the Raleigh Palace for a little bit, I mean, gosh, we've been here for how many years? All right. Then if she gets to come, I'm joking, I'm joking. If they get to come, she's not, she won't be home there. Home is with the father. Rabancho. She won't be home. But when I, if I allow her to go home, not only does she have the spirit of her parents in her to know if things don't seem like home, but she's going, I'm going to send her to a place that's going to be like home, that's going to have something that the home has in it. Well, the father said, you are in the world, not of it. All right, I put my fire in you. And the proof of that fire is that you're able to go there and detect if what's around you looks like home. Or there's some home elements in it. Okay. And if there's no home elements in it, either I'm going to send you there, as Jesus Christ was sent, so are we. If there are no home elements in it, I'm going to send you there to try to bring some home elements there. Okay. I'm going to send you there to let, king, let the kingdom come, right. to let his will be. I'm going to send you there to make an impact so that that place can have some of the kingdom in it or all that they will receive. If they don't, I'm going to leave home. We're going to dust our feet up. We're going to keep it moving. Yes. 
But if I send you there, I want it to be like home. So I'm going to put my spirit in you so you know what it looks like, so you can teach it or you can receive it. All right, so God sent us here as he sent Jesus. And because my people are there, I'm going to put my spirit and put my fire in them so that they can have home in a place that's not home. Thy kingdom come. That's what that prayer means. Thy kingdom come is not just some poem that we say because it's the Lord's prayer that we repeat so we can say we get so we get some points with God. Thy kingdom come is an active statement that says I release kingdom on earth because I have the kingdom within me. Spirit of God says the kingdom is within me. See, it takes fire to have that because the fire can burn out the thing that's not the kingdom. So when the kingdom is released out of my mouth, it's pure kingdom. True, authentic kingdom. No artificial flavors. Just kingdom. So when I release kingdom, when I release kingdom because kingdom was within me, I had to earn it for the spirit was in me. I have this down payment. And so the down payment, you know what a down payment is. The down payment is a promise that there's more to come. I'll say it one more time. The down payment is there's more to come. It's more where that came from. When we've been given his spirit, guys, we can't, if we've been given all of what God has for us, we couldn't handle it. See, we want all that God has for us. I promise you, if you, did, if you got all of what God has for you right now, you, your body wouldn't be able to stand it, woman of God. You would die. We can't handle all of that. <laughs> Not right now. You, okay. If I gave my, my, my 10-year-old son the car right now, he could possibly die because he can't handle all of what I have for him. So I give him some other stuff, like how to keep his room clean. <laughs> I give him other little stuff that he, can, that he should be able to handle. A laptop, you know what I'm saying, for schoolwork. But I ain't giving him the car yet. So we want the car yet, and we're not ready for the car yet because we ain't got car faith yet. We, so, we, so we don't have all that. So what God gives us, he gives us what we can handle right now and what he can train us for. So he, when he gave you his spirit, I need you to hear this. God, I need you to catch this because this is what's going to prepare you for the return of Jesus Christ. When you have the earnings of his spirit, you stay in fellowship with him. You're in love with him. You're not compromising him. So when he comes back, he ain't going to be no surprise. Oh, now, now it's going to be a surprise day, but when he comes back in the twinkling of an eye, it ain't going to feel like no surprise because I, I'm aware of this presence. I've been here before. I ain't been out. I ain't been the whole place, but I've been here before because my life has shown that there's proof of the fire that God put on the inside of me. I've been here. And so what we want and what God wants from you is to not compromise that fire you put on the inside of you. For two reasons. One, when he comes back, you go with him. <laughs> and two, while he's not back yet, we do kingdom business. Yeah, yeah. And we do kingdom business. We are not just doing kingdom business so that we can have the people applaud, but that also he can receive us as kingdom citizens, too. What do you mean? Because yeah. it's very, I told you, I don't, I, it's very possible that you can do God's work and not receive, be received by the God who caused you to do that work. I'm going to say it back. I'm going to rewind that. Here we go. It's very possible to do God's work. I need y'all to hear me. And him not receive the one who he sent because you're not in fellowship with him. So I'll use you, but I don't have no fellowship. I'll use you, but I don't know you. All right. I'm, I'm, I, people say that I have shock value when I talk. So I'll say it like this. Nobody in here has a relationship with their used toilet tissue. All right. That should wake you up. Nobody. Nobody says, yeah, I want a relationship with that. <laughs> I just use that and uh, no, you throw it away. Yeah. It's a waste. Yeah. What I'm saying is what God can't have a fellowship with, when he can't fellowship with what he uses, he uses it and he, he throws it away. 
Because he can't have, because you won't give him fellowship with him. But he want, what he wants to do is allow you to, allow him access to you that he can use and cleanse you at the same time. I don't hear me. It's, it's an ever cleansing power. The blood of Christ is an ever cleansing power, meaning I can use you and still keep you clean. What am I saying? Because when I use you, you're doing dirty work. So I don't know who want to rest in his preaching and, and rest in his work of Christ because it's dirty. If I told you what I got to do when I leave here today, you would not want this calling. But when the spirit of God transforms you and the fire of God burns you up in such a way, then when fire comes, when the chest and trials come, you can't burn out because you can't burn what's already on fire. What am I saying about that? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The reason why they couldn't be burned up in that fiery furnace when the fiery trial came, they couldn't be burned up in the fiery furnace because you can't burn what's already on fire. So where's your fire, men and women of God? Where's your fire? So I, I know that we don't like going through fiery trials, but 1 Peter 4, 12, go back to it, and I'm going to go back to my daughter, but 1 Peter 4, 12, let's go back to it real quick. It says this, 1 Peter 4, verse 12. Beloved. Everybody say beloved. beloved. I got another sermon I'm working on on that, on that same word right there, but I want you to see that beloved. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. I don't know if I'm going out of camera view or not, but y'all go with me, please. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad. Keep it right there. Also with exceeding joy. What does that mean? You're going to go through Christ's sufferings, but don't suffer because you ain't doing it Christ's way. See, sometimes we think just because we're going like, I can't tell you how many people uh, that go through uh, bad things and they'd be like, man, it's just God testing me. No, you won't live for God. He's judging you. You won't live for God. You're being punished. You won't live for God. You, you, you're, you made him a stumbling block. You keep tripping over the thing you're supposed to be having a relationship with. Because you made the cornerstone a stumbling block. He's supposed to be holding you up, but instead you made him somebody that you got to keep trying to dodge. So you're going through your mess because you keep dodging Christ. Quit dodging him. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to love you. He, he, lo he loves you. Like, what, what does he got to do? He gave you his best thing. Like, I'm telling you, I'm going, I'm going to take all the air out your uh, balloon right now. I'm going to take all the bullets out of your gun right now. I'm going to mess all your Christmases up. Here we go. You're never going to get a better uh, present than you already have. I'm sorry. I know. Dang. I want that diamond ring. Nope. Ain't going to be better. You're never going to get what you already got that's better. Some of y'all, see, she just leaned over right now trying to kiss her man because she thought that like, like, like he, nope. You ain't going to get nothing better than, watch this. What God's already given you, he gave you his son. It ain't getting no better than that. So whatever else you want from God, he already gave. See, that's the thing about God. See, we, we as saints, we like to like, lead up to the big gift. Guys, I'm going to start with the big one. I love him. Well, I'll tell you, that's love right there. Because he ain't going to top his son. Now everything else, it just supports what I already gave you. How many times, how many times we always get our kids and we fuss at our kids and we like, this, I already gave you. Like, I, I already gave you something. Like, you want more of this? I already gave you what you need. And if you really get to know what you what, if you really get into a relationship with what you need, then you're gonna realize that what you need is also what you want. See, God, when He gave you a son, He gave you what you needed. But then He said, I want you to turn what you need into what you want. So stop treating God like I I I I I gotta have Christ. And now to a point where I get to have Christ. 
Not only do I got to have them, but I get to have them. Ooh, I love them so. So because you get to have them, a lot of people are going to be upset with that. A lot of issues in life are going to challenge you and frustrate you and going to put you in a position where having Christ is going to mean suffering for you. See, because you teach a certain way, because you teach it, because your education is a way where God can be pleased. And it ain't where you get to just be mean to kids and talk down to them or whatever, whatever. Or, or because of however you do on your job where you actually clock in on time or you actually you're actually nice to people on the job because of what's in you. And so people look down on you like, what he think he's trying to do? What she thinks she's trying to what? Suck up? She, oh, she's better than us now? No, I have Christ in me. The hope of glory. And so because of that, I go through, uh, through, go through sufferings. All right? Let's keep going. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of God, spirit of glory and God rests upon you. See, you only get points with God if you go through suffering because you belong to him. You don't get points with God just because you go through suffering. Because sometimes you went through something because God never told you to go there. All right? For the spirit of God and his glory rests upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. Somebody say, let God be glorified. Come on, say it. Say, let God, say, let God be glorified in me. So when my daughter was going down the road with, with my, my wife, for God to be glorified, she starts praying, praying against my wife didn't tell her to do this. There wasn't a topic that came up. They, they weren't talking about it in, in the house, in the, in the um, car. All of a sudden, my daughter starts saying, Lord, please let there not be any school shootings. Then she says, but if there is a school shooting, please don't let anyone die. So on the same day, a school shooting took place. Same day. There, not knowing her dad would have to be directly involved in it. On the same day, a school shooting took place. Now, she prayed that there not be a school shooting, but if there is one, let no one die. On the same day, three people were shot. No one died. I would have to believe that God answers prayers. See, it used to be a time where believers knew that God answered prayers. You know what I'm saying? Because we actually pray so because we know he hears us. But now we pray because we hope he hears us. See, when you had a fire in you, you got to pray hoping. It's like a wish. All right, lucky Jesus. Come on, lucky Jesus. And when you don't roll that seven up, try again. Look at Jesus. That ain't faith at all. Man, that's sin. But see, when you feel with the spirit, like I said, when that used to mean something, when you feel with the spirit, you actually walk and talk like you got somewhere to go. <laughs> As a book my wife and my daughter's reading right now. When you feel with the spirit, you walk and talk like you know something about to happen because I have the spirit on the inside of me. I have fire in me. I've been proven. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I've been proven. I'm not saved because he loved me. I'm not just saved because he loved me, but I stay saved because I love him. Yeah. See, staying saved is when you have this fellowship with God where when you're so on fire for him, man, I'm not just on fire for him to destroy the works of the devil. I'm on fire for him to love someone who wants to act like a devil towards me. Okay. That's what I said. See, it's easy to love somebody when somebody loves you back. But it's hard to love somebody when they ain't thinking about you or when they're trying to do everything they can to hurt you and bring you down. And for some sad reason, a lot of saints go through more hatred from their own believers than they do from those who don't know God. 
It could be because of proximity. It could be because we spend more time with saints than we spend time with unbelievers. Maybe so. I don't know. What I am saying is a lot of saints go through more fire from people that they spend time with. And so they try to say it's church hurt. I'm about to, I'm about to really get y'all. Ain't no such thing as church hurt. I know. I know. I have messed up all your psychology or whatever, whatever. I'm trying to say we give labels to things that really ain't church hurt. It's people hurting people. It's people hurting people. Why? Because to me, the real church, the body of Christ, don't walk around hurting his own. So I'm not going to give that to, my, to my, my, my God. You might be talking about the building of organizational people who don't really go to church to fellowship with God. They go to church to find out what they can get dirt on you about. That ain't, that, that ain't the church. Now, if you're saying a church hurting, I'll, I'll let you have that. But the church, the church don't hurt. The church heals. The church heals. And can I be more real with you? You as an individual person can be the church. Like, you ain't got to be a pastor to be the church. Because he's a part, he's my body. Like, I'm, his, I'm a member of his body. Like, he, he uses me as an arm. I might be a toenail on his body. But I have, I have more power in his toenail than the devil has in all his angels. Because I have power, but I know it. So as I, as I, as I kind of wrap up a little bit, just because I, I, just wanna, I don't want to really belabor this point too long more than I need to, uh, I want to spend the last bit of my time talking about our young people. Because as saints of God, for some reason, we 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 so wrapped up in trying to get this adult life right that our young lives are being left without a chance. Cuz we so can't get over what our what we didn't get in our young lives or we so can't get over what is going on with us that while we're trying to make it, while we're trying to to live, while we're trying to live our best life, trying to get our dreams come true, we won't get to pour nothing into our young people. Instead of doing what I told you, the best that you can ever do, when Jesus gave us for son, the best that you can ever do is invest into your children. The best gift we got on earth is to also make sure that we leave a legacy of faith for those who come behind us. Whether they're your biological children or the children that God has given you influence over. Why am I saying that? Because if there is no young people living for God, there is no future for the church. There is no future for, for period at all. And so, so there's something going on. There's something going on where our fiery trials got us so wrapped up and distracted that we're not leaving a legacy of faith for our young people. So our young people are left, again, just blown in the wind. But Daniel 3, and I'm not, I don't want you to go there. But when I think about Daniel, I want you to really allow this to be something that you allow the Lord to deal with you on when it comes to fiery trials that really could come to distract you instead of you seeing it as, oh, man, that's proof. That's proof that God's got something, something big for me. See, I, I'm, I'm of this. And people all the time, Trina, they always say this. They always say, man, no weapon falling against, no against me shall prosper. That's the new tagline now. Mm -hmm. Saints use it and believers use it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us using it wrong. Mm -hmm. Because when you tell me no weapon falling against me shall prosper, I, first word I hear is what? My daughter hears weapon. What do you hear? Somebody said no. What do you hear? I hear weapon. I hear, I hear what my daughter hears. I hear weapon. Why? Because when I hear weapon, I start thinking about fighting. And so here's the thing. Nobody uses a weapon on anybody who's not fighting with them. So I want you to know that you can't use no weapon for them to give you prosper if you're not fighting. Why would the devil fight you if you're not fighting? Like, why would the devil attack you if you're not a threat to him? See, when you have the fire of God on the inside of you, 
The proof of that fire is that the devil comes to try to take you out because of the big thing that you have against him. It's always going to be a battle between good and evil. And the devil sees us as extras if you ain't really in the fight. Or he sees you as a threat if you are somebody who's actually fighting for God and fighting with God. See, whatever, for whatever reason, we don't want to come to grips with the fact that Jesus Christ is coming back and we are in times right now. Like, we don't want to accept that because there are things I still want to do yet. Well, anybody stopping you from doing them? Well, I'm trying to tell you he's coming back. So because he's coming back, get on his timeline and stop, trying to, and stop trying to make God get on yours. I'll say it one more time. See, in time, ethics says you got to get on God's timeline and stop trying to let God get on yours. What do you mean by that? I, I'll tell you what I mean. Okay, because we are living for God and he's on his way back, he's looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. Can I tell y'all that everything you're going to go through from here until Jesus Christ return is going to always be a character test. Woo! Man, I got, I got to wrap it up. I got to wrap it up. Everything you ever going to go through is going to always be a character test. Period. It ain't about the promotion. It ain't, ain't going to be about how many observations you didn't get or somebody observed you doing something. It ain't going to be about, you know, how much, your, your marriage, how long you were married. It's going to be about how many kids you It ain't going to be how rich you get or don't get. It's going to always be about character. I know it's not, I know it's not attractive because nobody talks about it in the church. But Christ had a character. He had character. Christ has character. He loves the, the, the character. Okay, you don't want to hear it like that. I'll say it like this. The fruit of the Spirit. Remember I told you it used to mean something when you had the Spirit of God in you? It used to mean something when the Holy Spirit was in you because when the Holy Spirit was in you, we know it by the evidence. You think Robo Sababa Shoto is evidence. Raba Dododo, Bada Dododo, Dododo, Erobodida, ABCDE, Abado. Y'all, anybody can do that. Can I tell you something? F-I-L-E-D, field. Sometimes field could mean you used to have him. Somebody caught it. Sometimes being filled with the spirit means you used to have the spirit. How many of y'all, how many of y'all used to be filled with an evil spirit? Now, you ain't got to raise your hand. Oh, meaning this. When you were filled with an evil spirit, check this out, social media, you used to cuss. But now all of a sudden, that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, Oregon. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, now that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't even know how to cuss no more. Now that you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, you forgot how to cuss. You don't remember the words. Ain't no way you remember. I don't even remember that. I don't even remember how to say them. That ain't true. You didn't forget. And just like you didn't forget how to curse, if you were filled with the Holy Spirit, you're no longer living for God. You also have not forgotten how to speak in tongues. It's a language. You can do it whether you love them or not. The devil can speak in tongues. We got a lot of devil tongue talkers. What I'm trying to tell you is the evidence is not just that you speak in tongues. See, speaking in tongues is an overflow of the feeling that you have of God on the inside of you. But the evidence is the fruit of the spirit that comes out by the way you live your life. Character test. It's how you live. See, you can't test the fact that I'm a man of God because I'm sitting talking to y'all today. The real proof of my life for God is when you see me with no microphone. The real proof that I am a man of God is when my wife sees me in the house and y'all know nothing about what's going on in our home. 
The real proof that I'm a man of God is not what I say, but what my kids say. Because it's good if I'm saying all this, but if my kids don't know nothing about what I teach, then it's a form of godliness. Sometimes my home feels like seminary school. Because I talk and I teach and I train, I talk, I teach and I train, I talk, I teach and I train my children like I'm getting them ready for war. So they don't know uh, um, Cardi B. They don't know Lil Uzi Vert. They don't know Lil Baby. They don't know Dub Baby. And y'all don't know him either, I guess. Some of y'all. <laughs> Some of y'all kids do. They don't, they, they, don't, they, don't know, they don't know these things that are actually become youth pastors of your children. They don't know Travis Scott. How many of y'all know Travis Scott? How many of y'all heard of him? Yeah, somebody says, I'm going to say recently. All right, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this on social media because I've been speaking and preaching on this. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going. Right, sometimes you got to just get in, you got to just stop. I've been preaching on this for 16 years. And for some reason, the devil keeps going harder and the church keeps getting softer. I'm almost upset. I'm going to hush. I've been preaching on this about what we allow inside of our children for 16 years. And the devil gets harder and the church gets softer. So now we have where rappers are not seen. When I, when I first started teaching this, the rappers used to hide and disguise themselves. And these disguise their evil lyrics in, in little cover-up words. And so I would have to decipher and, and go deep and uncover and decode the messages. And I will go in churches and teach the parents in churches about what is actually saying they're saying to your kids. And the church, churches and evangelists are crying, oh, what have I done? I let my parent, my kids listen to Soldier Boy. I didn't know he was actually saying that. Some churches run me out of church saying, why you had to say that? They ain't know that. The kids, let them have fun. Why you had to, why you had to pretty much, why you had to uncover them? That's what, that's, that's what they used to tell me. I had, I had a lady pull me out, out of a building and say, now you didn't have to do that because they didn't know what that meant. And so, so because they ain't know why you had to uncover that. Because I told them, because what you don't know can kill you. And then I walked away. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Because what you don't know can kill you. And so I used to teach that. The church got softer. The, the, the world said, keep going because it is true. The church said, shut up. All right. So now, 16 years later, the devil says, oh, hey, we ain't listening to you. So I got this. So now the devil is not hiding his messages anymore. Now he's putting himself out there in plain sight. He, cause he, he gave y'all a little test first to see if y'all receive him in disguise. And now that, we, now that we married, now that some of y'all are married to him, maybe not you, but your cousins, y'all are married to him. He said, okay, now that we married, what, what do married people do? They get naked. Shock value. They, they, get, they uncover. And so now the devil is uncovering himself. He says, oh, you, 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 you accepted me? All right, cool. Let's 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 make this thing real. So now let's get married. So now the devil is marrying your children. And what do we play at weddings? Music. He's marrying your children through music. Okay, I know you're looking at me strange on social media and some of y'all in here, but it's fine. But let me go a little deeper. So Travis Scott, who is one of the devil's most popular satanic lyricists and rappers. He puts on a concert that has about 50,000 people in attendance. Over a million tickets sold in one day, pretty much. But it turns the whole concert into pretty much a satanic ritual. And before he gets on stage, there are stuff everywhere saying, I'll see you on the other side. See, we being filled with the spirit, 
We act weak and soft and of this. We, 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 we disguise our little scriptures. But the devil's like, bow down. Here he is. Here I be. And we like, you know, if, if it's you, you know, just God loves you. That's how we do. Devil be like, I love you, babe. And I love, I love you, and I love your kids too. And I do blah 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 to them and with them. Yeah. I love them. I, I'm, there's a, a there's a song by a bunch of men. They're they're gay men. They put a song out. Yeah, they're gay men, and this ain't controversial because they said they're gay. And they put a song out that says, "We're coming for your children." It's out there. It's a mass choir. It said, "We're coming for your children." saying, you're trying to teach them anti-gay stuff or whatever, whatever, but we're going to get them when you are not looking, when you are not watching, we're coming for your children. But the devil's like, I've been, I've been coming for your children through some of this rap music, and I've been telling y'all coming for your kids, but because we all enjoy the beats, we allow them, the devil to molest our kids right in front of us. We even give them the phones to do it. So they get phones at eight years old, while my 13-year-old still can't get one to this day. He'll probably own one in school. They, they still they get them, and we allow the devil to molest our children by the phones and the Christmas presents that we give them. And then you get mad at me because you're burying your children before their time. Why am I saying that? Because a nine-year-old died at that satanic concert a few weeks ago. He was trampled to death. Because they let they had this big portal open. It, it was a it ain't music. It was a portal that was open. And fifty thousand people, in my opinion, tried to rush to get to the portal. And because fifty thousand people first start from the back and start rushing their way up to the stage, people are literally getting crushed to death. When the devil already said before the concert, I see you on the other side. So we still playing with this fire on the inside of us? We still acting like we don't want to be on fire for Christ? When, 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 Saint, when Satan's people are more on fire for his people than we are on fire for ours? When he's invented being? The devil was created. He was a created being. So what do created beings do when they don't want to know God? They create other stuff to worship. Like King Nebuchadnezzar, he made a whole image and then said, I'm going to bow down. So we ain't doing no dumb than taking this Lysol bottle, anointing it, and then bowing down to the Lysol God. That's how it looks to the, to, to the enemy. That's how it looks to God, excuse me. I'm asking you, I'm encouraging you, I'm admonishing you, I'm warning you to develop your own loving and personal relationship with God. For your sake and for the sake of Christ more importantly, but also for the sake of people who don't get what you get. Who don't get the teaching you get. Who don't get the fellowship. See, see, we got so spoiled, man of God, being around God to we don't know what it's like not being around him. But what happens when he takes his presence from you? What happens when God says, I'm going to take the word from the world? Okay. What happens when we go and you go to Walmart and you can't get your favorite item? Because it ain't even in stock no more. Never to ever be created again. You know that thing you can't live without at Walmart? That drink or that, that food or that snack, whatever it is, that's a want. That's a preference. Imagine, envision a world where God is no longer an option now. When God is no longer, because no, he used to be the way, but you didn't want to see him as the way. You saw him as a way. 
Imagine a world where A-Way ain't there no more. Think about it when you can't get the word if you wanted to. Think about a world where you can't get the word if you wanted to. You don't want to know it, do you? So don't know it now. I'm not yelling at you. I'm talking to the people who ain't here. And maybe you too. If we don't want to know a world without him, don't know that world now. Don't allow yourself to know that world. Don't let it be a day where you don't fellowship with them. Because that's a day where you, you ain't made him in your world. That's a day you get to experience possible for the rest of your life if you choose him, choose to do that. Bow your head, close your eyes, because I, I got to stop. As I end this part right here. In prayer, I end with the vision you gave me the other night when I was praying with my children and my wife. You showed me a vision of when you returning, of you returning, and people being surprised about you not taking them back. They were looking at you with surprise in their eyes. They were, there were people that went to church. There were people that, that, that said they knew God and all the things like that. And then you were coming back and you showed me a vision where they were looking at you like, oh, you ain't going to take me back? And then you showed me the same vision of you looking at them and saying, and being surprised too. You're like, what you, what you mean? Like you, you didn't, you and I didn't, we never talked. <laughs> Like Jesus was looking at this person, bring the music down just a little bit more. Jesus was looking at that person like we, we, we never talked. We never communicated. Like we, we don't have a relationship. Why, why are you surprised that you're not going back with me because you weren't with me when you were here? No, you were, you were at church or you were, you were doing the God thing, but you weren't, you, we, we never worked together. You worked for me, but you never worked with me. You worked for me, but you never worked with me. Like we didn't have this. Like why are you surprised? You showed me that. It scared my, my oldest son. It scared us. It, it looked, we were like, oh, oh, man. So fellowship with God is more important than working for God. When my work for you is supposed to be birthed from my fellowship with you. It's supposed to come out of that. And so, Father, as we're here today, we're here today, Lord God, because we want your fire to not only be in us, but we also want that consuming fire to take out the thing out of us that is making us vessels of dishonor, unholy vessels. Because as we know there can be a holy spirit, we know there can also be an unholy spirit. Amen. Amen, y'all. That's my time. I praise God for y'all. Y'all know I'm with you. You know I'm here for you, and I'll be keeping y'all lifted in Jesus' name. Amen. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.